Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm joined by Chris Pajak for this one. We've all seen over the weekend, presumably by now, um, that Liverpool have uh, opted to take up the government option of furloughing staff, uh, which means that uh, 80% of their wages will be paid by the government from taxes, etc., etc., uh, and Liverpool will be topping up the further 20% themselves. I think first and foremost, Chris, um, we'll get to our, our thoughts. We'll talk through some of the facts as we know them uh, and what have you, but I don't think there's any escaping. Just judging from the reactions for online, from journalists, from ex-players, et cetera, et cetera. This has been an absolute, oh, once again, I should say, really, another PR disaster from the club. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. You, you just have to tune into Twitter for about five tweets and you'll probably find four of them about how bad, uh, how bad it is that Liverpool have done this. I think... You know, um, social media, um, rightly or wrongly, is a very, very reactive place. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the statement that Liverpool made was a little bit... Um, it it kind of shrouded what had happened, I suppose, because did you mm-hmm. read the statement itself? Yeah. It, so it, they, it kind they of they just mentioned, the other didn't good it, stuff that, doing. Well, it, it, it didn't actually mention whether they were using the government scheme or not. Um, they just said they're committed to making sure that the the non-playing staff um, are all going to be getting 100% of their wages. So for me, I was a bit like, well, are they furloughing or are, or are they paying them? And that statement didn't really make it clear, but the journalists seem to have uncovered the fact that there is going to furlough uh, for 80% up to £2,500 a month, uh, and then they're going to top that up with 20% so that they are, in fact, getting 100% of their wages. Um, so that was a little bit strange. So I was kind of kept my powder dry a little bit because I didn't really know when I saw the statement exactly what it was because I don't, I don't think it was... The club didn't tell us, which is a little bit of a precursor to probably their thinking on the positioning of it mm-hmm. because I think if they if they were happy with it, and they think they genuinely made the greatest decision that they could, they'd have probably just said it as is or spelled it out. You know, it's a little bit of spin maybe on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an inter- it's a very interesting situation from the club. I, I agree. My my initial reaction was that I saw that Liverpool were going to be paying their staff a hundred percent. They're going to hundred percent of their wages throughout that period. And my initial reaction was good, without having to doubt, without having delved into the full bits and pieces around it, because there's so many businesses laying people off, and there's so many people asking people to take pay cuts, and there's so many who are. 
taking the furlough option but leaving people on just the 80 percent provided by the government effectively um so that my initial thing was like okay well that's a that's a good solid thing and i think there's probably a degree to which there will be thought there will have been thoughts within the club who've probably and this is i think they always do this i think they've looked at it from within their bubble and gone as a business this is you know this is a way to make sure that all of our staff remain paid and also keep the the, the thing going when you delve into it a bit deeper it's a bit dodgy i want to we'll come to that in a moment though. i just want to go through some of the kind of the facts are around this. Um, Liverpool are the fifth club now in the Premier League to take advantage of this scheme. Spurs, Norwich, Bournemouth and Newcastle, who were the first um, to do this. Uh, Liverpool made a pre-tax profit, announced in February £42 million. Everton have apparently also said that they won't be using the furloughing scheme. Um, and just as a side note, other furloughed big businesses include the likes of McDonald's, Green King, Primark, Costa Coffee, etc. Um the problem with this, Chris, is the big problem as I see it, and I think I, we're seeing it already in, in comments and people's general reaction, is weighing up Liverpool, the business, versus Liverpool with this uh, socialist identity. Yeah, let's let's address the, the what I think is the most important thing first and foremost, Paul, and and it's impossible to be a socialist identity, a socialist football club, because you were living in a capitalist world, and I mm. think socialism. Can only work if every if if everything is socialist, a, a socialist entity within a capitalist industry doesn't work. Um, mm. But that's not to say that you can't strive to be as close socialist as, as possible. Um, and I think Liverpool, for me, the, the the part that I'm hurting over Paul more than anything is, and it's well documented by a lot of journalists, is the the use of this means more and the use of Bill Shankly at every single turn um, and the fact that they're willing to do this to gain bigger profits, mm -hmm. to get more people excited about the football club, to get more people to love the football club and then go against that when the shit hits the fan. And that's yeah. the thing that really... And I'm, I'll be honest, Paul, you know, a lot of people won't agree with me on this and that's fine, this is my opinion only. That's what hurts me the most. But I'm so totally torn at the moment between how I'm my gut reaction, which is that, and when I look at the the facts of they're actually a business, they're mm -hmm. making sure that the staff have got a hundred percent of their wages, um, they pay their taxes as a club and they're entitled to use the government scheme. And there's so many more things that make me think. Yeah. I, I just I kind of just don't know where to turn at the moment and I seem to be the only one. I seem to be the only one that's unsure of how I should be feeling or how I am feeling and, and that's that in itself is quite weird. Yeah, my 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 think I think some of the issue around this, and I'm not saying this is exclusively true across the board, because and, and I want I'm I think we all need to be careful about the about absolutism in all this. And I think that's why social media is not a great place for debate around these things. But it's the business it's the business side of things that, that is 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 the sticking point because you're right is that if liverpool was not a, a football club and it wasn't something that the people loved i don't think there'd be as much issue around this but because we do there, there obviously is and i just to play let's just, I'll play devil advocate on this because again i'm i'm with you i i believe in the in general socialist values but also i am a business owner 
So I, I also think of it from that perspective and I think about what would go, you know, your business going to the wire. And if I was to take all of my emotion away from it and look at what Liverpool is and you look at the staff that are being furloughed and I look at the companies that have opted to take these options. So like McDonald's, that's your Green King pub company as an example, Primark and Costa. Well, Liverpool are all of those things. So you've got all the people who work in like the cop bar. And you've got all the people who work in the the restaurant that's in the that's in the cop, and you've got all the people in Primark, you've got all the people who work in the club stores, and then you've got the people who work in the cafes in inside the club stores and all that kind of stuff. So in that regard, Liverpool have got all of the things, all of the elements. And to be fair, none of those are massive na- multinational corporations in and of themselves. The problem that comes attached to it is that I think Liverpool, people look at Liverpool, the entire entity, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, by the way. Because I think, you know, if if the whole business makes a £42 million profit, then those little parts of it are contributing to it as much as the TV rights. Maybe not in terms of, you know, in terms of a graph or whatever, but it all adds up into the same pot. So I think from Liverpool's perspective, I think, I wonder if they've looked at that and gone, well, yeah, because I think inside the club that they view the individual things as individual business strands I think from outside the club we look at Liverpool as a whole thing and when you look at it as a whole thing it is an abhorrent move from the club to basically take taxpayers money when the club has some money in reserve and it has a mega rich owner who could possibly be doing more to to, to fund this out of his own pocket or their pockets that's where I think the real turning point or or tearing point I should say inside this is coming from like I don't know about John W. Henry and the owners and and all that and how it affects communities in Liverpool because ultimately, yes, he takes his I think he takes it seriously that he's a custodian of this football club, uh, but equally he's an American um, who if he's got money he should be putting it back into his community as well, shouldn't he? So I'm not sure where where to sit with the, with John W and all that but what I will say is I think you know generally speaking they've run the club really really well I can't see them reversing this decision uh, I can't see it's not like it's not like the ticket prices thing um, you know the ticket prices affected us and we moaned about it I ain't seen anybody moaning about it who's getting 100% of the pay and not doing any work um, yeah. and that's the big difference between what, what what is happening now and what happened when the ticket price thing came out I, I think yeah I mean again that's an, inter- an interesting perspective that neither of us can offer of course is that if you're if you've gone into this period you've been told that your job's basically not there and if someone was to tell you and turn around would you make you're, you're fine you're you know you're sat at home in isolation and you know you can't work so you might be match day staff or, or whatever you're working in the, the club store at Anfield and then Liverpool have just told you you're going to get your 100% wage out this I don't think I personally would care so much about that because my first priority was making sure I had food on my table and I could afford for my family to live through this but yeah again I think the problem is is that we have to hold Liverpool to higher standards and I think we've done a very good job of this as fans over the years the issue I think some of this and, I, and again not everyone who thinks this way has come about it this way, but I think there's a lot of people, there was such negative PR around Daniel Levy do, talking about this in the week. The fact that Newcastle were the first club to do it and everyone hates Mike Ashley. I think some obvious bad guys stepped up and got involved with this. You had the um, the Weatherspoons fella who's obviously a, like a massive knobhead by all accounts. Is it Martin or something like that? Or something? Yeah, you know, but these people we've held up and they're being held up as pillars. These are bad guys. These are evil things. And then for Liverpool to come out and do it, having spent having spent weeks slaughtering businesses for doing it, the obvious reaction is to go, well, we should continue to slaughter Liverpool for it. 
and that might be the right thing to do, Chris. That might that might be it. You know, it, it, Liverpool might be taking completely the wrong decision here because ultimately, you know, as fans, we're very proud of our, our football club. We're very proud of the heritage. We're very proud of the things that make Liverpool Liverpool, things that make Liverpool different to Newcastle with the greatest respect to Newcastle and their fans. You know, well, Mike Ashley's Liverpool, uh, Mike Ashley's Newcastle, I should say, is that they have listened to the fans, is they have done things better to better the local community. They have had a little bit, been more than a business. They've maybe taken a hit in certain areas to further that kind of profile of the club and this doesn't fit with what that Liverpool is and it's and, it's, and I think people fear it's a very slippery slope to us becoming just uh, just another business just another numbers exercise well that's the thing isn't it I think when you when you strip it back it's why you know McDonald's made I think I've seen the figures 380 million pounds in profits in 2018 Liverpool made 42 they furloughed 1,500 staff Liverpool have furloughed a couple of hundred or whatever and there's not nobody's really talking about the McDonald's stuff now I get that but also there's a point to me that says like if I just want a different burger, I'll go to a different burger. I'll just go to Burger King or I'll go yeah. to fucking Five Guys or I'll do this. I don't have a love for McDonald's in the same way that I have a love for Liverpool and will never ever change. Yeah. And that that's the that's the thing is I hold Liverpool to a higher standard than every other business in this country, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. every other business in this world. And I want them to stand for what I believe they should stand for. And that's yeah. the difficult thing really for me is that, you know, on one hand, I know that they're a business. I know that they've got to look after them. They can't furlough the playing staff, for example. So that's an impossible thing. You know, their contracts are so uh, technically tied up and you know it was written between the PFA it was written between the clubs and it's written between agents and stuff as well there is no force majeure in their contracts they have to keep paying them for five years or however long's on that contract For and it doesn't matter what happens and nobody saw this coming so I'm looking yeah. at it going Yes, all this is mad. Yes, the, as a business owner, you need to look after the the, the the priorities and make sure that the business is going to continue to be there when uh, all this shit's over. But also, I'm like, but you're Liverpool Football Club and you're supposed to represent me and the people that I I know, yeah. and you're not doing that with this. Yeah, that, well, this is the problem, isn't it? The exceptional, exceptional circumstances in a, in a mad world, and I've seen some of the stuff, and I think this is the problem because the pre-tax profit thing, I think, is kind of is kind of by the by, really. You know, I think I don't, twenty eighteen for a start. Well, for a start, yeah, absolutely, and and, and you'd expect that. I mean, I know wages of wages will have increased in that time. You'd possibly expect that to be bigger for the next season just because of the Champions League runs and broadcasting deals and what have you, and a lack of outlay on transfers. But it's the, I mean, for a start, it's a pre-tax profit, which means it's obviously not, it's a bit of a false figure in, ter- in terms of all, all, all that. The thing is, is that in, in terms of Liverpool's outgoings, the, the, the wage costs for those staff is so minute by comparison to, you know, you could literally, you know, you could literally take it's pretty much boot a footballer out the door, <laughs> you know, and probably cover all this, you know, and that, that's the issue. And I wonder whether, because you've seen a little bit of this from Tottenham Hotspur, whether some of this is a bit of posturing towards the players. Now, because obviously the, that's a whole other situation. This is the complexity of the situation is the players will argue that they're paying the amount, the wages they're on and the tax bracket they're in means that they are contributing towards this country more than the, but most of us will ever do in a lifetime. Yeah. But in terms of the running of their individual businesses, they're on so much. They're on so much money that if they they took it, if they were to take a pay cut, that would cover all of this stuff. That's. Uh, 
this is where you're getting it because it's mad because I'm seeing people. And I don't again, I don't know truly where I stand on this because I'm seeing people going. We've had a week of Matt Hancock coming out and basically blaming. Premier League footballers for not stepping up and supporting the country enough, which is stupid. That I think that's absolutely stupid. But at the same time, from an individual basis of a, of a football club, if the players took a cut, they would be held. And it was all they're all one team under one club umbrella. That would that would help the football the football club. This this is a problem that could have been solved internally as well. Yeah. I've seen Eddie Howe's taking a pay cut at, at Bournemouth. A couple of their you know the coaching staff in certain football clubs have done this already. This feels like there's a bit there's a bit more to come from this, and I don't know whether Liverpool will back down from this unless. Paul, can I part? Can I can I ask can I ask you a question? And, and we're we're not going to know the answer. I don't think so. Maybe it's unfair of me to ask you this question, but I'll ask the viewers as well to consider this. I'm a Liverpool... leg man, Chris. Carry on. Which leg? <laughs> Whichever's closest. <laughs> um, so I think. When you consider the amount of money that Liverpool's players pay in tax, mm-hmm. what would be better, do you think, for the government? If they took a 30% reduction in wages, they're then paying probably quite a bit less tax or or paying up to £2,500 for the non-playing staff, which actually Liverpool are probably paying with the tax and the players are probably helping to fund that with the tax that they pay. You mm. know what I mean? So, like, d- d- does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, because you're right, because... The, the, they, they'll pay, like, 50% of their wages probably is tax. Well, let's... I mean, this is... A, it was actually a great point raised by Paul Tompkins. Actually, Paul's written a fantastic article on the on the Tompkins Times, which I highly recommend people go over and, and read just to get a, 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 a much more literate other other side of this than we would ever be able to to put forward despite our blue coat education chris too many years of drink that's the problem is that liverpool are employing people who bring in massive amounts of taxes to the country is 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 an interesting way to look at it so liverpool's decision to pay you know mohammed salah 200 grand a week and the tax that he therefore pays in this country, it's all a no- it is all a knock-on effect, and I think what it swings back around to because you're right because there's a graph in terms of if Liverpool take a pay cut, how much is a tax decrease, and then how much is that impacting the money that Liverpool are claiming back? It, you know, this is where you need to be an accountant to work all this stuff out. But equally, Liverpool, these are the rules set out by the government. Is it Liverpool? Right, Are Liverpool wrong to do this? I, I don't know. They're not wrong to do it. You can you can not like it, and that's absolutely fine. And I don't like it. Um, and there was a there was a really great quote in Melissa Reddy's article on the subject. I don't know if you've seen that this morning. Um, so she she read a tweet actually at the at the top of the article. She wrote someone's tweet out, and it's uh, it, I'll read a little bit of this now. In aiming to frame why Liverpool's decision to turn the government's coronavirus job retention scheme rankled so much, a supporter provided the perfect analogy on Twitter. It's like going to the food bank when you can still comfortably afford to go to the supermarket and buy meals. Yeah. And that's why it rankles. That's why it annoys you. I don't give a damn about McDonald's and all of that. I care about Liverpool Football Club and our house and what we're doing. And and that's why it pisses me off. And that's so perfectly put. I wish wish it said who who it is that had tweeted that because I'd definitely go and give them a follower if I'm not already. I think it might have been Andy Grant, actually. Well, there you go. 
and yeah. I do follow him and I've missed yeah. that like so. Um, um but but that's but yeah. that's that's kind of it, isn't it? And there's no there is no there are no McDonald's fans. This is the thing, you know what I mean? And this is the problem is that it lingers around a little bit more because, of course, football is this massive bubble. I'm seeing um, Arsenal Fan TV's DT doing this big video on Liverpool being a disgrace and all this kind of stuff. Like, and I mean, look, ultimately, he's a very clever man in terms of how do you hit upon a zenith of things to get views and stuff. But, and he might, that might well be a, be his proper opinion. My, my, slight concern with all of this because I think that I agree with that you know I think or at least I agree with the sentiment of that I think that's absolutely I think that's that's nailed what are why why we're upset about it it doesn't necessarily make it explain whether it's right or wrong or not one thing I think is quite interesting is there's a lot of moral aggrandizing going on on social media about this because football's missing its banter culture there's going to be other football clubs that do this. Mm. And I think it's interesting. There's probably a lot of people who were very keen to bash a lot of the other clubs that have done this, who are now all of a sudden having gone, oh my God. You know, like it's like the standard in front of Anfield screaming, going, oh, what are you doing? You're doing the wrong thing. Have some more social values. And then they turn around and Liverpool are like <laughs> shoveling in uh, truckloads of government cash into the, into the side. It doesn't make us look very good. But I think that, you know, uh, yeah, I... I think you're right. I think, and I think we're right. We're, we're right, and we're fine to be upset with Liverpool's behaviour in this. I can look at it from all, from from both perspectives. If I'm honest, um, I don't personally. I don't. I've said this a few times during the whole coronavirus thing about football, and I've had this hit. I've had the the, the corona stuff hits home. It's hit home a lot. You know, there's issues. We've had issues in our family and then beyond, which I've not really talked to people about. But the so the realities of it are far more pressing and far more important than this. But football is really important to me. Liverpool are really important to me. And this is going to make me sound probably a little bit horrible or what have you. But I wonder whether there's just a degree to which someone someone's had to make the hard call at the business end of Liverpool Football Club that... Will we be thankful for this decision in a year's time? You know, if, if, all, if football doesn't come back for a year... And Liverpool are still able to financially compete with Manchester City in a year's time because they've taken really hard line measures and they've taken every advantage to them. I think there's a lot of people who are concerned with this right now, who are really upset about it, who will forget all of that very quickly if Liverpool, one Liverpool take to the pitch. And I think the issue we've kind of got right now is that it's a bit of a storm in a teacup because... And again, people are entitled, fully entitled to be wound up. I'm wound up, you're wound up. Let's make that perfectly clear about this. I don't agree with this from a moral standpoint at all. But also, again, in a, I hate to say it, but it's not important. There's bigger, there's bigger, more important things. You've got the, the Matt Hancock coming out and saying now's not the time to talk about pay rises for doctors and nurses, and people are talking about Liverpool taking a government-funded scheme that is there for all UK businesses to take advantage of if they feel that if they feel they want to. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. That's my. That's my. That's where my quandary is with it, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I think if I was to take emotion out of it, I'd probably, probably lean more towards the business side of things that they've probably done what's right for them. But I can't take emotion out of it, so I lean more towards that. That pisses me off stuff. Yeah. But I'm. I as I say, I'm. I'm central in this, and you know, I'd love to get someone on who's completely the but either side. You know what I mean? You know, someone who, who who agrees with Liverpool. I'd love to get someone on who just thinks it's the worst thing in the world. Because, so you know, just for saying what I've just said, Paul, people are going to sit there and go, "You're just doing it to keep your relationship with the club." We don't have a fucking relationship with the club. You get, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and it and that's not the case. The yeah. the fact is, I'm the type of person who wants the facts before I make a decision. Yeah. And and here's the thing: Liverpool Football Club won't give us the facts. They never have done, and they never fucking will do. And I find it really difficult to make hard, fast statements when I don't know the intricacies of a situation. And that's in life, in business, and in football. It's all yeah. the same. Well, exactly. And and this is the thing as well. I, I, I Liverpool's. Well, let's see. Maybe you know we're now well into Monday. You know, whether some more of this presents itself over the coming days, I don't know. But you can see, you know, the the. the the PR approach to this, it's a PR disaster, but the best thing to do, which is bizarre nowadays, is to say nothing and just mm. wait for the news cycle to move on. And that's annoying because if, if you know, if, if we feel Liverpool need to be held account to this and look, let me just make this perfectly clear as well to, to, to viewers and what have you. Redman TV is a channel that me and Chris started 10 years ago as a sketch show, effectively, where we got together, we had a laugh and we talked about Liverpool and we've covered some really serious issues over the years because they haven't, they were no, we weren't talked about elsewhere um, from ownership protests to, you know, the managers and all everything in between, ticket prices and all that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, that April, if because this, is of, ten, this is 10 years, isn't it, April? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the, and the, the thing is, the thing is, is that Spirit of Shankly exists. And I, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a lot of my watch from them because I think these they're far better place to judge this and I know they're seeking answers from the club and when we know those answers we'll be able to form a little bit of a hard and fast opinion but you know I think I think we can we we'll both agree that we're upset by it because it, it and I, and I don't because it, I think my natural reactions are great on me and I, I'm a gut reaction kind of guy and, I, and it feels intrinsically wrong to me and I know you're the same, Chris. Um, but obviously we'll always have the chat and we'll always have the debate. Uh, let's get into a few of the comments because I think, uh, you know, I think it's only fair that we kind of expand this out a little yeah. bit. Um, 
the great metropolis says poor decision diabolical timing uh, diabolical timing for us chris because we had a big conversation about making sure all, the mental health of our staff was all well so we'd opted to basically cut all ties this weekend to switch off and Liverpool released the most the, the biggest story the biggest load of debate that's happened around Liverpool since this happened happened in a weekend that we had off it wasn't because we were shitting ourselves it wasn't because we didn't want to piss off FSG it's because I didn't want to piss my wife off more than anything else yeah well and that's the thing and, and look, look the timing thing is is interesting in and of itself isn't it for me because you know could had the football club been the 19th team out of the Premier League to come out and furlough the staff. There's not as much fume, is there? Yeah. But they're the fifth, um, and we see ourselves as better than that, and we didn't want them to do it in the first instance. Now, yeah. the landscape might have changed in a month's time, and everyone be going, well, fucking hell, it's a good job they did that early. Yeah, well, they say <laughs> they got more money. Yeah, yeah, no, it's right. But I think, can I just ask from a perspective, and ask the audience this as well, Like, because you see the list of the other clubs that have done it. Spurs, Spurs the biggest other club to do it. And obviously Newcastle are there who are big in terms of you know what they are, but not necessarily on a globe on a global stage. And you've got Norwich and Bournemouth. My immediate reaction is like, oh, poor little Norwich and Bournemouth, they deserve it, but Liverpool don't. I think yeah. it's you know what I mean? It's there's a, I wonder whether that does that is that what does that say about us? Is that wonder what Norwich fans and Bournemouth fans would they, they probably agree? I don't know. I'd be interested to know what people's perspectives are on that. Do it's we bad because like even from the simple fact of can Liverpool compete if they were just a socialist club? Mm. Yeah, could, uh, could they compete at the top end of sports if they were they, ran like like that? You know what I mean. And yet we no, want I them. To, we want them to compete, and we want them to reinvest money in transfers, and we want them to spend every penny that they make on the first team. And and yet we also we also want them to be a socialist club that respects our values. We've got a split personality, Chris, and and I I think that that runs through the club. And I think that when Liverpool, the fact that Liverpool are being successful on the pitch kind of is a it, it smooths the, the gap between those two halves because I think they can be very disparate at times when Liverpool aren't performing we're naturally naturally more agitated with what's happening and I think you know I, I wonder whether if you know if we were still watching the football would we, we would we be as concerned by all this probably but but who knows but you're right that's 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 the big issue the point is I, on this and we'll get to some more comments in a second is Liverpool are fighting a battle against Manchester City, who are the richest football club in the world. Maybe bar what PSG, if I'm, you know, splitting hairs between the two of them. You know, so in that regard, if they feel that that maybe maybe that's a thing. Maybe they, they feel like you know you can can they maintain their position on top? And, and again, I don't I don't think the few million quid that this is really makes a significant difference to that. That's the thing, isn't it? Is it was it worth the million pound a month for bad PR? Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll fly through a couple of these. Michael Dunn says, I'm actually ashamed of my club. Uh, Callum Maloney asks, uh, can you see us reversing? I think, Chris, if they're going to do it, it'll either happen today, it, like probably like you know one of the normal embargo things, one of the reasonable embargo times, or it'll happen when when and if Liverpool players opt to take a pay cut. Yeah, and you wonder whether that's part and parcel of this whole dance, isn't it? And uh, whether, you know, the, the the PFA have taken a very hard line approach, haven't they, into players taking a pay cut and all that type of stuff. And I wonder whether this is all part of it. Who knows? I, I, I genuinely don't think they will be reversing this decision, although I would like them to. 
Yeah, absolutely agreed. Uh, super chat coming from Mr. Mitt. Um, why can't the players cut half their wage, 40k per, per week? Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the thing. There's a lot of pressure on 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 these lads to do, and I think from us from us normal people in a normal world, yeah. Because what's the difference? I look, yeah. Let's just let's just let's just make them do that. <laughs> it probably makes the most it probably makes the most sense. Um, I think I think something like that will happen. To be perfectly honest, um, but it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the PFA because I think that's going to be key to fo- the survival of football. Is going to come from the, the players ultimately. We think we've got the most power as fans, but we haven't. The players are the ones who've got all the power in football because they're the ones who've got the contracts. All the money in football goes to the players. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everything giant else. Funnel. Absolutely, and there's some offshoots of it that fun, the funnel into various other bits and pieces. But it is down to the players ultimately, because um, there is no, there's very little justification. I think look, footballers, I, I don't like the whole footballers earn this much money. Therefore, because it's just a stick used to beat a load of largely young working class men who've who sacrificed pretty much sacrificed a normal life to push themselves to the physical limits for a very short spell of time with no job, very little to no job prospects at the end of it. I think, you know, in the capitalist world, they are living it up. They're like, you know, you see it in, in music, you see it in all kinds of stuff. I don't, I don't blame players for doing that, but it, I, I, they might be the, they might be the key to this whole, this whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Rod uh, Meta says it seems to be a question of identity, not business. Uh, Kerry Mugan, it's greed, and the owners should know better with the values of our club, the money they have made in the last few years, and they can't afford to pay employees their full wages. Um, Ian Baker, from a PR point of view, not a great decision as a fan, surprised and disappointed. Stuart Wisby, I think it's an awful situation, and companies all over the globe will be doing similar to this. That said, I feel we should hold ourselves to a higher standard and look after the Red family. Uh, I would like Klopp, Hendo, and Co to step in and sort this diabolical situation out. I wonder. I just wonder whether Stuart means that is that if if the playing staff take a cut and then don't we don't furlough via government funds. I wonder if he means he means that because the hardest thing is I think yeah because I think at the moment Liverpool are doing what they have taken an action to protect the families and protect their staff. The, the, the debate is whether they should be financing that out their own pockets or whether the government should be financing it, I guess. Well, can we just go back to the super chat from Mr. Mitt a second? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the exact figures, but roughly, like I know when you get into one of the higher bands, you pay like 50% tax, don't you? Mm-hmm. So let's say Salah's on 200 grand a week. Right, he's putting hundred grand a week. Would it be into the government? Yeah, roughly. If he drops sure. to if he drops to forty k a week, he's not putting much in. He's putting a few thousand pounds in. Yeah, the government could lose thirty. Yeah, I don't know, fucking nearly ninety thousand pounds there, mm-hmm. which is yeah. used to prop up businesses all over the country. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong there in the comments, but like that could be really painful for the government and for every other business that's using the furlough scheme yeah yeah absolutely i think it's interesting that i'm just trying to work out actually uh, uh you know what the tax calculator or an income tax calculator online doesn't seem to like me going to to 10 million pounds a year as a yearly salary um let's see if we can do it let's see if we can do it a little bit lower than that let's do it to, let's do it to 800 grand a month and see what it comes back with. 
Because yeah, you're right. I think I think there's a that's yeah. I mean, ultimately, look. Let's be honest. It's real. It's right. This I'm trying to work out. But uh, in complex ca- math, math and bat calculations, live streaming on a fucking YouTube channel about football, which started with me and Chris wearing daft wigs and doing stupid voices and pretending to be footy players. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you're probably right on that, Chris. The probably the crux of this is that is is that somebody far more intelligent than us goes and works out the math. And then decides what's best. I my fear with all this is that the governments are using this as a bit of a smokescreen to cover up for the fact that they're not handling this crisis very well. Oh yeah, um, that's that's a given. And and typically, again, young working class fellas who've made good, you know, uh, th- this shouldn't be the biggest issue. We should be focusing on people who are uh, mega corporations who aren't paying tax. Liverpool are paying their taxes. Whether we think, whether we feel cosmetically that Liverpool should or should not be doing this, Liverpool as a business have as much right to this scheme as anyone, and that's a hard thing because and my my this is my general opinion on all this because I see this when it comes to things like the benefits and all these other kind of things. Is there are genuine people who have got no other recourse but to take advantage of these things? Mm. But we live in a capitalist world where the the rules are set from the top. And it's then down to how your morals conflict with your ability to take advantage and to play the game. If we've still got a, if you're able to keep yourself, you meant to look after yourself in this society. That's what you're meant to do. You're not meant to care about other people. And I love that Liverpool do care about other people. And I think Liverpool should be caring more than most clubs because I think Liverpool at City has that at its core. Um, I hope I just hope they I hope they do strike a better balance with all this to be perfect to be perfectly honest. Um, let's get through a few comments quickly then before we wrap up. Uh, ben Pryor asks if possible for them to change their stance now. I think it is Ben. You know I think it is definitely possible because they have done so in the past. You know they've they've seen they've gauged reactions to things and they've and they've reevaluated their stake and their position in these things. So I think it is possible for them. And I think you know if you go if, if the value of PR, Chris. Mm. Because if they, for them to do it and then switch back, just to you, let's let's look at this from a from a bit of a cynical perspective. If you wanted to garner some good PR, that would be a good way. That would actually be a bizarrely good way to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it was the plan. <laughs> certainly, certainly wasn't the plan. Again, I, you know, I'd like them to. I'd like them to change the stance. I really would, but then equally, you know, I'm not basing it on anything but a feeling. Um, I, I'm not basing it on numbers and I think that's part of the issue is that none of us know the numbers of this and how much it actually helps them and what that means for the future of the football club and its competitiveness and I'm not saying it does either by the way because it might just fucking not and it might be some guy who's gone let's just take advantage we pay our tax we're entitled to it and that if it's that it does. I don't like that because mm-hmm. I don't think they need that um, at the same time but I understand why they've done it um, it's just I get I even for just talking to you about this, I'm none the wiser. Yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I just know yeah. that I'm annoyed. And yet, if it was just a business, I could understand why the business has made that decision. But it's not just mm-hmm. a business. It's a football club and it's supposed to be part of this community. It's supposed to understand us and we're supposed to get it and it's supposed to get us. This reminds me a little bit, and it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit tangential, but there was a, a geek clothing company that uh, years and years ago had a mad, a mad PR issue where they did like they had this like R two D two dress, and they said like what you want it to look like and what it, you know what it what it actually looks like, and it was a picture of the girl from Big Bang Theory, um, 
and it was a and it was basically taking the mick out of how, how she looked and all her fans kicked off and like hang on you were like a an alternative clothing company you're meant to celebrate people for looking differently for being from all different kind of backgrounds and they dug it the heels in and went oh just shut up it's just a joke and lost loads of customers off the back off the back of it because they'd set their brand around being like this mm. and that's the thing I think that's the problem Liverpool can't market themselves as like a not to borrow a David Moyesism, but a people's club, and they can't market themselves as this. This means more, and they can't market themselves as we're not a thing, we're a family, and all of these things that they've used. And to be fair, particularly in the banter culture, where everyone already hates us for that. You know, you look at that Bleacher Report um, animation. You know, the champion, the, the the champions one, where they took the piss out of that video, uh, Liverpool being like up their own asses and what have you. I don't, I don't think you can do that and then go and take government money because I think both of those things if Liverpool weren't didn't market themselves no one's no one's kicking off really on a global sense about Newcastle doing this because Mike Ashley's a twat and everyone expects it from Mike Ashley mm. but big people are, don't expect it from Liverpool because we, we we sell ourselves as something else and it might be Chris that that was just a bit of bluster and bullshit well uh, the, the but, advertising yeah I think Liverpool are, are trying to tap into something that the fans feel. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool have have done that with their advertising slogan of "This means more," mm-hmm. um, because every you could any football club in England could have put up that slogan and their fans would have gone, "You're fucking right, it does. Mm-hmm. You're fucking right, it does. This football yeah. club does mean more." Liverpool would the Liverpool were the one to do it. Yeah. Um, do you have a problem with their marketing strategy or have a problem with the business? The last thing, isn't it? I think there's a, the problem with football is the more you peer into football, you realise you're just being sold a dream. You're being sold a, a, a false notion. You're being sold that, you know, again, this, this means more. It matters. It's all important. I think what we're seeing in coronavirus is that it doesn't. It's just a form of entertainment, like anything, like anything else. And football clubs aren't. We we we've been raised on that, the idea that our football club is magic, and it's and it's something special, it's something more. I think this probably shows that it isn't. Uh, and I don't know whether that's for better or for worse. Really, it's a shame that the allure's kind of been been shattered once again. Um, mm. To be fair, because I think there's been steps. That this is not the first time they've made a massive PR misstep when it comes to the financial mm. side of things. Um, and I think we need to decide. We need to kind of decide probably what it is we want Liverpool to be. Because like, you're right, because if we want a socialist Liverpool, then I don't. I don't think this Liverpool. I don't think a Liverpool that try that it's going to win the Premier League is ever going to be a socialist Liverpool. Um, you know, AFC Liverpool are there. They're locally. They're they're locally run. You know, there's plenty of options to to, to get involved with. You know, City of Liverpool FC probably run like that way, given the people who organise it. I don't know. Um, it's just an, it's 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 all, in a t- in a time when we're all struggling, and we're all looking for hope, and we're all looking for heroes. Is it any? It's it's a, it's disappointing that Liverpool, I think, have chosen to do this at this time because I think we need something more to believe in. I think a lot of people believe in Liverpool. I think mm. they believe in that the, the PR. I think they believe in the bluster. I think they believe in the story that Liverpool have crafted around themselves. I think they believe in the history and all this kind of stuff. And people, you mentioned it earlier, people, you know, the, the words of Bill Shankly and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm, I, you- I think I, I think I'm just gutted because it's bullshit. Um. But it's not it all bullshit. bullshit. 
it's bullshit from the club. But you look at the people that the club have got involved with. You look at the work that Jordan Henderson's done to just talk to every single captain of all the other football clubs and try and get a fund put in place for the NHS. You look at Andy Robertson supporting six food banks up in Glasgow. You look at £40,000 getting put into Liverpool food banks. The, the institution itself might be a business... Yeah. And that that's disappointing. But at least we've got some good people there as well who are doing good yeah. things for the community and their communities and where they've grown up and all that type of stuff. So it's I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater on this. This hurts like fucking hell what Liverpool have done. But I know that we've got good people there who are still striving to be good people and support mm-hmm. those in need. And that is a little crumb of comfort for me in this time. Yeah, and this is it. And I think ultimately, you know, if and when the football comes back, we might have to reevaluate how we how we treat this whole thing. To be perfectly honest, because it, football clubs can't they can be socially responsible to the best of their abilities, but at the end of the day, these these are mega institutions that are just I mean, and mega institutions that, as Paul Tompkins points out on Tompkins Times, that aren't as cash cash rich as people think they are. They're not as liquid as people think they are. It, we have to decide whether we want a really good football team or we want a, a really noble football football team ultimately. And I, 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 there's, there's, I think they've been stride, they've been straddling that reasonably well. But I don't think I think without the football to distract us from it all, I think we're seeing that Liverpool is just like any other football club. And there are some that you know Everton, for example, if they're not doing it, good on them, good on them. They're a far better community football club than we are anyway. Um, and if other football clubs aren't doing it, brilliant, absolutely fair, absolutely fair play to them. I'm upset because if 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 everyone was doing it, I'd be I'd, I think I could probably make my peace with it. But if there's clubs that are deciding not to, right now it feels wrong. In a year's time, when Liverpool are capable of financially competing, when when the, when the gulf in, in financial you know difference between us and those clubs is even more significant, and I'm watching Liverpool trounce everyone on the pitch, will I still have those models? I'm not so sure. Yeah, you're right. Well, listen. Thanks very much to everyone um, who's who's involved themselves with this. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks very much for leaving your comments. Keep your thoughts coming in on this. Look I, again. I think I think ultimately. We're all fans in this situation. We're entitled to our beliefs. I'd like some constructive debate. I don't think it's very. It's oh, social media is a very good place for this in general. But people are entitled to opinions one way or the other on this. I think there's people who come from a lot of different perspectives. There's a lot of moving parts and pieces to this. And uh, obviously, if and when the story moves on, we'll be here to react to it as well. Uh, and please, obviously, uh, we're talking about all this and the financial difficulties that people are facing, all that, and furlough and staff. We don't want to furlough staff. If you don't want us to furlough staff, then go to theredmentv.com and sign up. Um, because obviously, uh, you know, these are very difficult times. We don't have football, uh, and we also, unfortunately, aren't on the kind of mega wages that the Liverpool players are on that can uh, can solve major problems either. Uh, so yeah, please do if you want more content from us. We've got an exclusive interview interview with Jose Enrique going out later today. Um, there's a whole host of other amazing bits and pieces. I'm speaking to Jimmy Troy later this week as well. They're going to be on the website. Go to the RedmenTV.com. It's five pound a month. Sign up, uh, support Redmen TV through this time. And other than that, we shall see you very very soon hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.